This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out. Sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Hello, my friends. Welcome to this episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast. I am thrilled to introduce you to today's guest, who is the founder and CEO of the world's largest fitness program for moms with more than 2,600 locations, 1,500 instructors, and 310 franchise owners and mompreneurs nationwide. She's the author of two books, including The Empowered Mama, which teaches moms how to live their best lives and has been interviewed on many leading media outlets, including NBC's Today Show, CNN, Access Hollywood, and Good Housekeeping, to name just a few. Before we meet her, though, don't forget to hit that plus or checkmark button in your podcast app to officially follow this podcast. And if you like this episode, press that little square with the arrow button and share it with another mom. Also, super duper important that you are following me on Instagram. My handle is at Nikki Odin because I want to connect with you. If you're already following me, you may have already seen my announcement that I'm going to be making some changes in the way I serve you mamas, and I have something really exciting in the works. And pssst, if you're not following me, you better get on that so you don't miss anything. What we're going to talk about with today's guest is sort of right up that new alley. So let's meet her. Today's guest is a mom on a mission. She is the founder of Fit for Mom, the country's largest fitness program for moms, a noted speaker, author, podcaster, and powerhouse of energy, a self-proclaimed idea monkey and hashtag mom boss. She's passionate about helping women get out of overwhelm and into a life of health and happiness. She shares her life hacks and experiences to help you live a more passionate and purposeful life. Connect with her on Instagram at Lisa Drexman or on her website, fitformom.com. And I am so excited she's here. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thanks, Nikki, for having me. I'm excited and I'm excited to find out all the new stuff you got coming out. Oh, yes, it is. It's very exciting. I am so thrilled to have you here and to talk about everything you have going on and what you have created. It's just absolutely amazing. So can we start with the idea you had for Fit for Mom, like where did that come from and how did you take it from this little dream in your head to what it is today, which is huge? Yeah, so funny. It is actually 21 years ago that this little dream happened. It's happened in the blink of an eye. 
I was a brand new mom and I was on maternity leave with my son and I didn't want to miss a moment with him. So I created a stroller workout that I could do with him. And it was our best hour of the day. I was getting outside. I, you know, getting my exercise. He was happy. And what was missing for me was that I knew nothing about motherhood and I really felt like I needed a community. I had so many questions about mm-hmm. nursing and sleeping. And so it was like one of those light bulb moments where I said, you know what? I'm going to start a class. I'm going to call it Stroller Strides. It's going to be a stroller-based workout. Moms are going to get a total body workout and they can help me with all the things I need to know about motherhood. And apparently I wasn't the only one looking for it because I did start that class here in San Diego and the program took off. And so my little baby of an idea with my baby, um, (laughs) turned into a nationwide business. Um, and so Stroller Strides grew and we have now so many programs. We have fitness for every stage of motherhood. We have Fit for Baby, which is our prenatal program. We have Strides 360, uh, Body Ignite, Body Well. We have amazing, amazing uh, programs for moms. And all of our programs help women find the strength in motherhood, no matter what their stage of motherhood is. And um that was kind of how it started 21 years ago. Amazing. I remember stroller strides. That's so funny. I That was like definitely a thing when my kids were, were little. They're 10 and eight and a half now. And so obviously I don't need to entertain them while I'm working out anymore. But it's just so amazing how you grew that into something that is kind of a household name. Oh, so thanks. What did that look like for you? Like in the very beginning, I mean, was it like wildfire or did you have some struggles? How'd you get yourself out there? It was everything. It was wildfire and struggles and beautiful and challenges and everything wrapped into one. Um, I wasn't looking to start a nationwide business. Um, I was really devastated at the idea of having to go back to work full time. I was mm. the breadwinner in our family and I, I knew that I needed to. Right. And so when I realized that I could turn stroller strides into a business, my, you know, first proposal was to my husband to say, Hey, I think I can turn this into a business. I don't think I need to go back to work full time. And so that was what I did. And. We started here in San Diego and then we started getting requests from all over the country from women who wanted to start classes or join classes. Now realize, Nikki, this is before social media. There was yeah. no Facebook. <laughs> this was pure word of mom because when moms like something, they tell their cousin, their yep. friend. Absolutely. And I felt so blessed that I was getting a chance to create an income for my family, to be with my son. Um, And it also just felt so good. It was the most rewarding work I'd ever done in the fitness industry. It was amazing that I wanted to share it. So we ended up franchising the business and um, it's, it's been a crazy ride. I mean, a lot of it having to do with that. I started the business because I wanted to be a mom first and foremost, Mm -hmm. but then all of a sudden I'm running this nationwide franchise with hundreds of franchisees across the country. So figuring out how to balance it all, you know, what we're always looking for, how to juggle all the balls was definitely probably the biggest challenge in the business. Yeah, I would imagine. So just backing up really quickly, because I do want to talk about the juggling. What did you do before you started this business? Did you have any training in running a business? Yeah. So yes and no. Um, I had been in the fitness industry for a decade at that time. Um, I had done everything from group exercise to personal training, but I was the general manager at a really large health club when I uh-huh. became a mom. 
And so I learned how to run that business. So I learned, you know, a brick and mortar gym business. Um, and so I learned a lot and was able to apply a lot of what I learned into creating my own. Awesome. So I just wanted to make, you know, get a little background on that because I think a lot of times, you know, we come, we have these dreams to start a business, but we have no real training and like, like, how do I start to create a franchise? How do I go about marketing all the things? And then there's always a tech side, right? Every year tech gets a little more complicated. Absolutely. And it's, and I, you know, I always love hearing stories like this and, and learning how people learn these things and, and implemented them and just made it happen. But Definitely. at the same time, you know, you're, you're also raising a human. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody knows. I, I've spoken to hundreds of entrepreneurs over the years. No one knows what they're doing. Okay. Right. Like, <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Um, no one knows what they're doing. When you figure it out along the way, day mm-hmm. by day, you need to have grit and you need to have yes. persistence. Yes. And, um, you know, hey, we're really lucky because we have something called Google, you know, and we yep. have access to the top YouTube. professionals and coaches and um, mentors. There's so much that you can do right now. Yeah, that, that's awesome. So how did you go about juggling? Because if your baby was a, he sounds like he was a baby baby, how were you able to nurse and deal with the sleep training and nurture your business at the same time? You know, my life was all about the business and all about that baby, period. Mm-hmm. Like everything else got neglected. And so luckily I was working from home. Um, it's funny, we didn't get an office for eight years. I had 12 employees who had keys to my house and we were oh, wow. kind of ra- raising our babies in my house and sharing nannies at some point. Um, at the beginning, I worked on the fringe hours of the day. I woke up at 4.30 in the morning to get some work done. I worked during nap time. I worked when he went to sleep. So it was just a constant juggle between the business and the baby. And then everything else got neglected. Mm-hmm. It worked. I grew the business, but I also became burned out. And so, you know, at some point I really realized that I was not living in alignment with my values. I wasn't living in alignment with what I teach moms, which is to take care of themselves first and foremost. And that was when I decided, you know, many years later um, that I needed to redesign my life. And that's very much what the Empowered Mama book is about, was how I reclaimed my time and reclaimed my health and myself and figured it out (laughs) for me. So how did you do that? You know, it really came down to um, realizing that my, like I'm looking at the desk that I was sitting at, you know, a decade ago when this happened and I had post-it notes everywhere and pads of paper with to-dos and I was never going to get it all done. And I realized I was doing this to myself. Like I used to say to my husband, like, oh, let me just get through this and then it will be better. And he's like, it's never going to be better because you keep allowing this to happen. And so I did realize I created this and I'm also the person who can create something different. So I sat down with a sheet of paper and I said, what are the three most important things to me? Like I always loved Stephen Covey's big rocks, you know, that uh that metaphor. So for your listeners, if you're not familiar with it, there's this great metaphor that's been around for a long time where you've got to put the big rocks in first. And so I thought about what are my big rocks? And so for me, I realized it was my marriage. It was my kids. It was my business. But then I put in the center of those circles that me, like if I'm not taking care of myself, I cannot take care of these other things. Right. And it might not be perfect, but what 
is my minimum effective dose that I need to make sure that I'm getting in. Maybe it's a certain amount of sleep. Maybe it's 20 minutes of exercise. Maybe it's meditation. For everyone, it's going to be different. But like, what is my minimum effective dose? So I realized I needed to take care of that first. That was the first thing that got plugged in on my calendar. Then what do I need to do to take care of my marriage, to take care of my kids? And what could I start saying no to? So one of the things that's flawed in the Stephen Covey um, Big Rocks thing is he makes it look perfect where everything can fit in. That is not true. Everything is not going to fit in. Okay. So yes, you can focus on what's most important, but it's really a matter of starting to decide what are you not going to do? And so I really got to a point of delegating so much more of realizing that, you know, somebody else could be cleaning my house. Like there's, there's realities of that. I'm only going to do what only I love to do. I'm good at, and that I should be doing. And, starting to hand off the other things. So it was a slow process, but um, it worked for me. First of all, I love what you said just a few seconds ago about you created it and you Mm -hmm. can create something different. And that is a hundred percent true in everything that we experience in our lives. Like if you're having a problem, you are the problem, but you're also the solution. So I love that you have that awareness and that your husband too was like, it's never going to end because you keep creating this. That's yeah, awesome. Sometimes you need someone to hold that mirror up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, it's my husband and my sister who will do that for me. Yeah. Um, cause you don't do it to yourself. And, you know, I realize I'm not a victim, you mm-hmm. know, and right. I can create whatever I want. And so I've been really proud that I've redesigned my life, but also my business. So I feel like for all of our franchisees, for my employees, like I am really, hoping that we are having a business where it is work integrated with life instead of work versus life. Yes. I love that. So what are some life hacks moms can use to live a more passionate and purposeful life? Like to, to have that sense of accomplishment and a sense of independence while also, you know, living a full and purposeful life. Yeah. I mean, I think that the reason why I felt so burned out and overwhelmed was because, like I said, I was living out of alignment with my values. If I say that one of my highest values is health, but I'm not taking care of my health, then that is not going to feel good yeah. um, or family or whatever it is. And so I want you to first think about what are the most important values to you? And then you reverse engineer your schedule to make sure those are the things that get programmed in first. So there's um, a great financial book called um, Profit First. Profit First? No, Pay Yourself First. Oh, that's terrible. I can't remember the name. Um, (laughs) But the concept is to pay yourself first. And that's the same with your time. Mm. So, you know, I've had, you know, I've had podcasts for years and blogs for years. And the number one question I always get is like, how do I achieve balance? And the reason why you don't feel balanced is because you're not having time to ever take care of the things that are important to you, like Mm -hmm. your health or reading or whatever it is for you. Right. So now I say, put that in first. Maybe it's not perfect. Maybe you would love to read for an hour a day, but it's 20 minutes a day. Yeah. But you put that in first. So I think that one of my biggest life hacks is to reorganize your schedule. Like, Take a look at your calendar, whether it's Google Calendar or Britain Calendar, whatever you have, and do a quick 90-day review. What is that reflecting as being important to you? Because right. chances are, it's just a whole lot of to-dos. 
So plug in first what's important to you. You know, you've got to plug in the date nights if your marriage is important to you. You've got to plug in some time for yourself and hold those appointments with yourself just like you would with anybody else. Like I never show up late for a meeting. You know, I never show up, you know, I don't miss meetings with other people. Well, I'm not going to do that for myself either. I'm going to honor those. So it's just kind of a small switch. Um, Other hacks, I mean, again, I share what works for me. It's everybody's different. Um, My morning routine is a hundred percent my lifesaver. Like having a morning ritual that grounds me instead of me waking up to everybody else's energy. Like I remember I used to wake up to my toddlers crying and it's just a reaction instead of me, even though you're tired, waking up half an hour earlier to meditate or have coffee by yourself or to get in a little exercise or read the Bible or pray or whatever it is that you do, but you start the day with your energy. So when my kids were little, that was a very tiny bit of time. Now that's a big part of my time because my kids are grown up. Yeah. Um, but I still swear that that is just a game changer for me. I'm a big believer in that morning morning magic. I totally agree. And I was actually talking to my sister about this just this week because she said she feels like the common denominator in the people she knows who are really successful and and healthy actually too she said the healthiest people i know tend to wake up early to get in time for themselves and she is working on that so i encouraged her start with 5 minutes you got yeah. 5 minutes that's yeah. and when 5 minutes is easy make it 10 minutes and before you know it you're going to be waking up 20 30 minutes earlier and then i asked her what are you going to do in that time and she was like i'm going to work out I'm do my hair and my makeup. I'm not going to feel rushed. And she's going to have those moments that are just hers before she jumps into the chaos of her two children and her very demanding job as a nurse. And it's it's so true. It is. It's an absolute game changer. It should be sacred. Two great books for your listeners um, if you have interest in learning more about creating a morning routine. One is called The 5 a.m. Club. Awesome book. The other one is Miracle Morning. So super great books. But um, you know, I meet so many people like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not a morning person. I'm a night person. But whenever I talk to people who are night people, like I get that we might have different biologies. Mm-hmm. Chances are they use their night energy to just watch TV for longer, to scroll social, to online right. shop. Um, I, again, I'm not, I'm not laying any stereotypes just from the people I speak to versus starting your morning purposefully. So if you really are an evening person, at least hold that time sacred that you do the same thing, that you're setting that energy, that maybe there's a gratitude um, exercise that you do at night, you know, that there's just kind of a, a way to downshift journaling, um, wrapping up your day and reviewing and re- reflection time. Right. I think you're so right about that. It is a generalization, but generally the people <laughs> yeah. who are night owls are not being so productive with their, with their nighttime. And that of course they're, or they're being productive, like getting work done, but they're not being productive in terms of their spirit and their energy. Right. Exactly. Or maybe they're doing chores like folding laundry. And unless yeah. that is something that you find very relaxing and Absolutely. sort of cathartic, <laughs> it doesn't count, right? Yep. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. But yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. Hey there, Supermom. Do you ever wish someone would come out with a step-by-step system on how to keep your shiitake together? Yeah, so have we. So at Your Ideal Mom Life, we came up with one ourselves. It's called Mom with Confidence. 
the Keep It Together system specifically for super moms like us. And you can grab yours right now for $29 at youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence. In two PDFs that you can download right now, you get a complete system that teaches you how to be better at balancing time with your kids and time for yourself, how to have more patience and less mom guilt, how to complete your to-do list each day, make time to exercise, create time to enjoy your family, and how to answer that dreaded question all moms hate, what's for dinner? This proven system will help you stay on track and get a handle on all the things. That means less mom guilt, more patience, and more joy. So if you've ever stood in front of the fridge minutes before you're supposed to feed your family dinner and berated yourself for not having groceries, if you're looking at other moms like, girl, how do you have it all together while I'm over here on the hot mess express? If you want to stop feeling spread thin and start getting time for yourself without the mom guilt, head on over to youridealmomlife.com slash confidence. And purchase yours today for just $29. So for those moms who are sort of on the path that you were on years ago and they want to be entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs, what tips do you have for them to harmonize motherhood and entrepreneurship without going crazy? I mean, in addition, I guess, to the morning routine and, and that kind of thing. Is there anything else that really yeah. helped you? Yeah. I, I mean, I have a lot to say about this. I mean, I think the first thing is to say, why? What is your why? Like, is your why because you're trying to make a million dollars or is your why because you want to stay home with your kids? Because they're very different things. Um, you know, I know I had one friend who wanted to start a business when her, her little ones were babies and she had this really great idea. It was this, um, place where like moms could come with the kids. It was like this fantasy village kind of thing. And the business was a successful business and it was a good idea. But what she didn't think about for her why was that her why was she wanted to be home with her son or like, and she thought it would be somewhere that like he'd want to be all the time. Well, that wasn't realistic. So she created this business that took so much time, so much energy, and she was never with him. So misaligned, like we talked about. It was misaligned. So I always say, I believe in that book, start with why, Simon Sinek, Mm -hmm. uh, what is your why? And then um, do the groundwork, you know, like start to, you know, do some research, what else is out there, start to build the plan, but don't spend so much time planning and learning that you never start to take action. Like start small, start small you know, take the first step, um, start to put out some energy on social media with whatever the business is or your expertise is and see what kind of response that you get. Start to establish yourself as an expert in that area. Um, there are so many great resources out there from free coaching with groups like score, um, where you get retired executives who will coach you like, um, just start. Yeah. So I, I love those two things you said. So the first thing, when you start with your why, if you find that you are feeling that resistance because you're misaligned, do you think that means that, that they don't actually want to be in that kind of business? Like, what do you, what have you found that means for people? Well, like think, for your friend, for instance? Uh, yeah. I honestly think that part of it is start to be realistic about what stage of motherhood you're in. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you have the, opportunity to stay home and you're, and you 
want to, that like, it's maybe not the right time. Like I can tell you because my kids are now 21 and 17 that they grow up in the blink of an eye. Like you will have time to like rock the world and change the world. Like I've so much time to work now. Like all I ever wanted was two hours a day to work when (laughs) my kids were babies. And now like I have 20 hours to work. I have as much as I want. There's, there's no limit. Um, so just kind of really thinking about, is it in alignment with who you want to be as a mom and in alignment with the um, support that you have? I have many other friends, many entrepreneur friends who absolutely knew they wanted to start their business and were 100% fine having nannies and other people right. being, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, like, not at all. You've got to figure out what works for you, but what doesn't work is trying to be everything to everyone. Trying to run a business that takes 50 to 60 hours a week and then being a mom, which takes 50 hours, you know, it takes unlimited hours a week. Mm -hmm. So where are you going to get help? Because remember, you can't get all those rocks in. They don't all fit in the jar. Yeah. I really like, you know, breaking it down that way and thinking about, again, going back to rocks. I like to call them, it's from the book, The One Thing. They they call Uh them glass balls, right? Like what are my glass balls? What am I not going to allow to drop? And really figuring out how that works with your professional goals, your business goals, and where you may need to make some adjustments or get in some extra help and unload some some rubber balls that really don't need to be done by you. They can be done Absolutely. by anybody. So that that's a great, a great way to and, think about it. And I really feel like that was kind of the route that I took because I had huge ambition with fit for mom once it got started because I believe so much in it that like staying small was not an option for me because I really wanted to share it with as many moms that I could on multiple levels on the franchise level, because I just feel like it is such a great career opportunity for moms Mm -hmm. who are young moms and, um, you know, want to have blend their passion for fitness with motherhood, but also because what happens at the classes is so magical. So I had drive to make the business big, but I also had drive to be with my kids. And so the way I accomplished both was that I accepted that I wasn't going to be the one doing it all. And I really grew a team and had other people helping me grow it. And that meant there was less for me financially, you know, because I was giving up more. But in the long run, it was the right move for me because it did two things. It gave me the opportunity to be a mom first and foremost. Now, that doesn't mean full time. I did get help with the kids. So, you know, um, but being the mom that at least I wanted to be and got a chance to grow the business. That's awesome. And now let's take a quick break. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. And I, I love what you said also about just starting, right? Because when you think about all these things, and even as you're listening right now, it might feel overwhelming. Like it, there are so many things to think about and to figure out. 
but all you have to do is take one step. The first step is the most important step. And like you said before, no one knows what they're doing. None of us know what we're doing. So if you take the first wrong step, good. That's information because the second step will always reveal itself. Everybody wants to like run into business being confident, but you don't start with confidence. You first have to have the courage to Mm -hmm. start. Mm -hmm. And then once you've started, you're going to start to build capacity and competence because you're going to go, okay, I figured that out. I figured that out. Confidence happens once you've made a lot of mistakes and learned a lot, and then you'll start to have the confidence as a business owner. Yep. Absolutely. And it's so true. Making the mistakes, those are the best way to learn. No one's going to go through their entrepreneurship journey doing everything right the first time. It's just not, no not going to happen. doesn't happen. Nope. Doesn't ha- and you have to be okay with failing. So being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. And I'm so glad because I'd have no employees then, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. right. So um, being an entrepreneur is, you know, what's that saying of that, you know, we don't want to work 40 hours a week. So we're entrepreneurs. So we work 80 hours a week. Just it's, <laughs> it, it never stops. Your brain never turns off. There's huge risk. Um, but at the same time, I would never do anything else, whether it was fit for mom, I would always be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I get that. I totally feel the same way. And I, that's, it's funny what you say, like, there's nothing wrong with being an employee, right? Like Amazon wouldn't exist if people didn't want to be employees. So there's just like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a working mom versus a stay at home mom. Everybody is wired differently. You have, I mean, I guess it always goes to what's your why and being in alignment with your values. And I mean, you know, also, being a franchisee, I'm obviously a big fan of. Like, being a franchisee kind of gives you a blend of both in terms right. of it's not as much risk because it's a proven business model. You're in business for yourself, but you're not in business by yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, figure out what is the right model for you in being a business owner. Yes. Great, great advice. So, what are you seeing as the hot business trends right now for moms in 2022? Uh, you know, I, I certainly, I, I don't claim to be an expert on this because I stay focused on, on wellness and fitness for moms, but um, I'm definitely seeing that, you know, taking advantage of the online opportunities, so online courses, you know, everything going virtual, a lot of businesses, a lot of people needed to figure out how to pivot during the pandemic and realize, yeah. you know what? this works. So whether it's, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of online summits and conferences and podcasts. And um, I think all of those things are great for moms because they don't have to go to an office and be running something nine to five. I I love an idea where a business can go wherever your laptop can go and there's an internet connection. Yes. And I think that is one of the huge blessings that has come out of the pandemic. There are definitely some great things that we've learned and that is definitely one of them. And I think that again requires the courage, right? To go out there and put yourself out there online, whether that's, you know, creating an online course or a coaching business or even, you know, a network marketing business that you can do from home, all those things. Um, but that, that virtual aspect and the, the technology we have at our fingertips is definitely giving people opportunities they didn't have before. I think that moms are really realizing again through social media and through the internet the power of their network. So, you know, whether that's creating a following on social, but really realizing, you know, for a multi-level marketing business, as far as having a good downline and it's, it's the power of connection. And so creating connections, um, is what moms do best. 
Agree. Yes, it's such an asset. I, you know, I've talked a lot of times about how motherhood is really sort of like a boot campish training for being a leader. Yes, and a lot of that translates to business. I, <laughs> I feel like there um, is so much of what happens in business could be taken to motherhood, like run, you know what I mean? Like run family meetings and all that. But I also realize that there is so much about moms realizing that they are leaders. In fact, in the empowered mama, I have a whole book on leadership and motherhood. Like mm-hmm. all of the lessons on leadership are absolutely true for moms. A hundred percent. I totally agree. So as you're listening to this, I hope you do feel empowered because just by being a mom and making sure the humans in your house are clothed and fed and adjusted and you know educated entertained all of that gives you a skill set that is totally transferable to your goals and dreams absolutely yeah. i mean i hope that your listeners and i hope that all moms live as they one day want their kids to live oh, i love you that. know you'll see that your kids are not going to do a lot of what you're going to tell them to do but they eventually do what you've modeled for them. And so that is an incredible gift in motherhood is if you want your kids to stress less than you do, then stress less. If you want your kids to exercise, you know, more than you do, like exercise more, just model what you want them to one day do. And it doesn't follow exactly, but it's a pretty great gift for both you and for your family. How are you seeing that play out now with your your grown kids. <laughs> well, I don't want to put any pressure on them, but I, I, I would say, um, one, I really realized you have much less control over any of this than you expect. They are yeah. their own human beings with um, very strong personalities and, and definitely in no ways mirrors of me. Um, <laughs> but there, but there are, are certain things that, um, you know, as far as they, their understanding of health and being goal getters that, you know, I'd like to think I maybe rubbed off on them a little bit. Yeah, I would think so (laughs) with your, your enterprise, this conglomerate that you've created. It's absolutely amazing. It's very inspiring. Thank you. Well, I, I, I hope to inspire moms, but I hope that moms get inspired by their own story. Yes. I love that. That's a great mission. And I totally appreciate you being here today and sharing some of your wisdom and your story. It has been such a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, that wraps up our conversation with Lisa Drexman. I hope that you took a ton of value from it. You should go hop on Fit for Mom and poke around that site and see if you can take any additional value into your life today. We'll see you next time on the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.